Welcome. Rochelle here to share another inspiring episode. Unabashed You is women talking about stuff. It's a place where we can be uniquely ourselves without apology. We want to be wise, to know our worth, and to enjoy whimsy. Women, we got this. And to the men listening, we are grateful for your involvement. Keep your joy. Don't let anyone steal it from you. That is the life mission of Shelley Farrar Coleman, today's Insta Summer guest. She's come to recognize joy is a choice. Travis, her dad, was a walking, talking, humble example of this, and she is just like him. No matter what you are going through, you can choose joy. It matters and makes a huge difference in how you will live and experience life. Somehow we started following each other on Instagram as happens. And I soon started seeing these bricks this woman posted. They were intriguing and I was curious to learn more. What are these bricks and what do they mean? At first I thought her name was Amy with an unusual last name, but I soon learned if you break it down, it's am I being Trav and her name isn't Amy, it's Shelly. She is looking to inspire us to be more like her dad, Travis. More on that later. Welcome to the show, Shelly. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I love that you started with bricks. Yes. Well, do, did it, did, does anybody else think your name is Amy based on the way you, you know, have your username? They do. And for a while, I didn't even have my name below that. And so they had no clue. It was people inquired. It was great though. I had conversations with people I'd never met, but I love that. Right. Yeah. I I was like, her name is Amy with an I. And then this uh, (laughs) last name that's very unusual. I don't know how to say it. No, I and I love that I discovered that your name is actually Shelly. I love it. Is there anything you want the listeners to know before we start? I guess um, the biggest part, I'm a mom. And I'm a mom of four adult. They're not children. They'll always be children. <laughs> yes. I'm a, I'm a Nana of seven. Oh, yes. yes. Wow. I'm a Christian author, which is strange for me to say that, but I am. I'm a Christian author and I'm proud of that. And um, you said it in your intro. I'm hoping to inspire people and really talk about some of the bricks, but really it's wanting people to live lives of joy. I think that's yes. the biggest thing that I took away from dad is he lived a life of joy. Mm-hmm. And that's really the entire theme of anything that I put out is joy. Wonderful. And I'm, we're going to circle back to that in a minute. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Gosh, um, I think one of the major pieces that, that obviously I'm joyful because that's part of this, but <laughs> I'm organized, which you got. Oh, a little, t- <laughs> a little yes. t- and yes. color coordinated. And color coordinated. That's so funny because I color coordinated my children when they were younger, but that's a whole different, that's a whole different story. <laughs> and I, I feel grateful most of the time. So I share a lot of how I'm blessed. And I think focusing on that is really important to me. Absolutely. I, I'm a dreamer that takes action. Ooh. Okay. So not just dream, but actually do something about the dream. Exactly. Exactly. I, I've helped a lot of ladies with dreams find action. 
Oh my gosh. I love that. I kind of got chills and I even said it. So (laughs) no, I love that. And we're going to, I know we'll get back to that when we get to your passion. So two truths and a lie. You're going to say three things about yourself. I don't know which one's true, which one's a lie. And I'm going to see if I can guess. And it's okay if I don't get it right. Who cares? Right. But it's fun. It's a fun way to get to know you. I love it. I love it. Um, I wrote a math book. (laughs) That's usually the reaction from people. Yes, that's my Achilles heel math. Okay. (laughs) I know a lot about you now. I have surfed in Maui with... (gasps) With One the, of my favorite places. I love Maui. Love it. Love it. Don't go there enough, but love it. And I've performed a comedy act. Oh, <laughs> oh, these are just so fun. Well, except the math book for those of us who did not get gifted with that side of the brain. Okay. Math book, surfed in Maui, uh, did a comedy act. Okay. I'm going to say... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I'm going to say that the first one that you wrote a math book is the lie. And here's why. Okay. I think you probably did surf in Maui because like, you know, Kihei and especially in summer, it's kind of small and then then that can be. And then that's a very good place for beginners. But maybe you're not a beginner. Maybe you're really, you know, an advanced (laughs) surfer. I don't know. And then the last one was a comedy act. I feel like you could do that. I feel like I could totally see you doing that. I mean, I I, we just met like three minutes ago, but I'm I think that's true. I love that. Okay. The comedy act is the lie. (laughs) But there's a caveat to it. I've written a comedy act and I've promised in my challenge for the course that I have that I will deliver it by the end of July. So it will be true eventually. But uh, yes, I wrote math math books. I'm sorry. I try not to tell people that. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. That, I was so, the math supervisor in a large urban school district for a long time. Oh my gosh. I really admire that in people who, you know, I mean, obviously I can do the basics, blah, blah, blah. But when it came to geometry and algebra and all of that, it just felt so foreign to me. It's very, it's very, it's very different. Um, I think one of the things that happens with people is math is so intimidating that we almost just shut down. And so I love to make math kind of come alive and to be hands-on and fun and interactive. But I here, this will help. I wrote pre-K and kindergarten math books. I, I advised <laughs> okay. on the math books all the way up to eighth grade. So okay. You can handle that. I feel, and I taught fifth grade. So I taught, okay. I taught I taught fifth grade fourth. math. No there problem. No Correct. problem at all. It. It's when you start getting into that other stuff. But and I know it's logical and I know it's ordered and all of that. But I do remember the moment in eighth grade when I gave up on math. Mr. Hamilton with the short sleeved white shirt and the pencil pocket protector, pocket protector right? and the glasses, which all of that's back in, by the way. It okay? is. It's it all is. back in. But at the time it was not in. He had the haircut that is now popular, was not popular then. And I remember raising my hand and saying, how am I ever going to need this in real life? Right. And he said, well, just think about it. You're sewing something. You're going to have buttons and buttonholes and you're going to need this this formula to figure that out. And I just said, 
no, I'm not. I'm not going to turn it into an algebraic formula to figure out where you my buttons going go. To use the ruler and some fractions. And yeah, exactly. That would have been exactly. the way I would have gone with you. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I still, isn't that funny? All these years later, I remember that moment like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. Right. right. Yeah. I did have to relearn it in uh, college, but I was about to know. say, yeah, I, I, yeah, I had to I relearn it. And now it makes, you know, that level makes sense to me. I get it. I totally get it. Okay. You I totally went off. On, yeah. I went off on my own aside here with my math phobias, but thank you for those of you who are out there who, who, who are doing all the stuff. Cause we need that. We do. All right. Okay. So you, okay. So the lie was the comedy act, but it's going to come true. That means that you have um, surfed in Maui. I have. Okay, so what area? Because we're we love Maui too. It was uh, we were in Kapalua Bay, but I went down south. I would be okay. southwest, and so it's south of Lahaina, and there weren't huge waves. But I have okay. I did live in California for a period of time, and I have surfed. I'm not proficient in surfing; <laughs> I haven't done it. But I went and found a group of young men that I think live on the beach, and we went surfing. And I oh. Yes, it was oh, that is so fun. Everything about, so fun. everything about that area is just <sighs> joyful. There, here's your let's use the word yes, joyful. joyful. Yes, 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 it's amazing. Wonderful. I love I love Maui. So another thing we have in common, Maui, Maui. Love it. One of your favorite movies of all time. Well, this is very uh cliche, but it's a wonderful life. I watch it. Every year, and I watch it with the intention that to realize we're so lucky. We're so lucky our lives touch other people and that other people touch our lives. I think one of the favorite, and I actually have the screenplay. I love screenplays. That Ooh. was going to that was going to be one of my <laughs> two proofs and a lie that I've written a screenplay. I actually have, but oh gosh, yeah. but it, for fun more than anything else. But I think it's we live in a world with comparison. Mm-hmm. And it's such a thief of what we, what, what our reality is and what great things we have in our lives. And I love, I love when he realizes that I just love it. They came oh. out with the movie, the height in the Heights. Yes. I haven't okay. seen it yet. Well, we, I took my uh, granddaughter to go see it. She's 16 and we went to see it and near the end, I don't want to give anything away, but near the end, he quotes a line from, it's a wonderful life. It's buried in there, but it's really when he realizes that the life he'd planned someday was actually the reality he has now. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Nice. Goosebumps uh, all the way, head, arms, legs, they're all over. Now you're going to have to, if you, when you watch it, you'll have to listen for the, it's a wonderful life line reference. Okay. And you know, you're, you are not the, we've had one other guest who loved It's a Wonderful Life as their favorite movie. And I know it's a favorite, you know, Christmas movie for sure for a lot of people. And when I taught fifth grade, I showed that movie every year. What a great idea. Yes. To spark some, like, you know, you are making a difference by being here, even if you don't realize it yet. Right. Yeah. It's a good one. Name a woman that inspires you. A woman that inspires me. There's so many. I think what comes to mind are the everyday women in my life. My stepmom, which before she was my stepmom, was my Sunday school teacher. Oh, 
she brought, she widowed and she brought her two children to church. She was there. She volunteered. She was just one Mm. of those. And later she became, we introduced her to my dad, which he'd known her most of his life. He divorced and we introduced her to my dad, Trav, and they got married. And then she became my stepmom. But she set that example. I was a single parent for a long time. And I looked at, she can do this. I can do this. But I also have an aunt, my dad's sister. She's in her mid nineties. Every, I know mid nineties. And every year I ask her, what's the secret? And she mm. says, you need to last year before last. It was, you need to just be kind, just be kind. There's no reason not to just be kind mm-hmm. this year when she's a little bit less mobile, it was just do it. Just go do the thing <laughs> that you, you wanted to do. Just go do it, have fun, go do it. And I thought those, those are the women that we need to really focus on what they've done and how their lives have been lived similar to dad. But the last one, and this is really strange and I want to throw this in because I hadn't really thought about it. Mary from the Bible, not Jesus mother, but the other Mary. (laughs) Mary is in Martha's sister, Mary or Mary Magdalene, Mary. That's a huge debate. (laughs) And so I've been studying Mary, but Mary Magdalene, Mary. Okay. I love her tenacity. Mm. I've been studying this. She's mentioned more female mentioned more in the Bible than some of the disciple, other disciples, people call her a disciple. I don't know. Don't want to debate that, but I just, I think she was a little bit bold. She was a little bit of a renegade. I kind of like that. And she stayed with her faith, even though it wasn't popular or convenient. Absolutely. And she was the one to see him. She was the one, I don't know. I just, Mm -hmm. I've been studying this and I Mm. thought, that's an interesting female. We look at the females to look at. She really stuck with it. I kind of want to use that as my backbone. I don't know. These oh, days. I like, yeah, that, that, it, that's a good one. And I, I, I sort of feel like she's a bit misunderstood. I agree. Okay. I agree. So, I've been studying a lot about her and they've got all kinds of things that have changed over the years, but I agree. Okay. Very good. What about a piece of wisdom that you keep handy? You already strike me as somebody who's wise. So, so give it to a sister, get slap some wisdom on us. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> well, of course, you know, it's keep your joy oh, um, oh. and take it with you wherever you go. I think that's the thing that sometimes we forget when we're with family, when we're with friends, but don't let others steal your joy. Mm. I think that's you're in control of that more. Now than ever, I've seen a lot of people that are ruminating on, she said this to me, or I'm upset about that. I said, are they upset about that? (laughs) Yes, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a reality check right there. That's really good. But it's one of those, you know, you determine your attitude and you determine your joy. And I think we can have hardships and I've had them. I've had them. And dad had hardships. We'll talk about that in a minute. And he did not, he wasn't a, you know, faking it. He literally found the joy in things. And I Mm -hmm. have that same, even though I'm biologically not his child, I was adopted right out of the hospital. I did not know that. I know. I, to me, I'm, I'll always be his child. He told me that. Of course. But I'm just like him. So I know that it can be nurtured into you. Yeah. 
I know that you can choose to keep your joy. I know that Mm -hmm. you can choose to not let other people steal that. And I think that's so important now more than ever. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm right there with you. I I just absolutely agree a hundred percent, which brings us to the deep dive. This is your passion. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of passions, but we're going to zero in on what you're sharing on Instagram. Your, your username is am I being Trav? And I, I, it took me a while. I don't know if it's the math part that's missing that, you know, I finally was able to piece together oh, these bricks and am I being Trav and that's her dad. And so tell us, well, there's so much to talk about. Tell us a little bit about your dad and then how you took that and turned it into these bricks. Okay. You're absolutely right. I have a lot of passions. I think the passions always come back to women and encouraging, inspiring women. It it does. And yours does too. And I appreciate that. I I see that. And I honor that, but I'm even from, and they're different seasons in their life when they're young, when they're, when they're teens, when they're moms, when they're, I have a look on a different Instagram, ask Nana anything. I have teachers over Mm. 4,000 teachers. And so they're at my heart as well because they're Mm -hmm. touching children. And I think that's really the piece of this. And I thought as my children started having children Mm -hmm. and all my children have children, sounds like a soap opera (laughs) or Dr. Seuss book. (laughs) Exactly. They, I wish dad was here. He passed away many years ago. And I kept thinking, I learned what I learned from him. Mm. And I know I can pass that on, but, he was so simple with his lessons that what I ended up doing was writing a book about my dad for my children. And it was written only to my children at that point. And Mm. I took the 20 most important lessons and they're titled bricks because you're building your inspired Mm. life. And dad was a brick Mason. Oh, that the the tie-in is absolutely exquisite. So brick by brick, and you start with this really strong foundation and you build all the way up to a legacy. I think that's the key is looking at some of the units. Uh, Joy starts off the unit. (laughs) And I think we, somebody said, why would you put this in the book at the front? I moved it around, by the way. And I said, I think that's the most missing element in people's lives. The very first brick is jokes. Oh, I know it seems like because dad that's the way he connected to everyone was by telling them a joke or being silly or Mm -hmm. he would tell the little kids and I love this and if you tell a child they'll do it so try this out he would tell a child you have garments on your back and you literally would watch a child just spin around trying to see where's the garments on my back (laughs) and then he would lean over and he says that's your clothes and they would run off Every single time through generations, grandkids included, they'd run off and go tell another kid and just cackle. Oh, and it was those (laughs) little connections with people. So jokes. The next one is humor and Mm -hmm. how we bring humor into our lives. It's all about attitude. The next one is laughter Mm. and how the science behind laughter is so enormous that we can totally change an attitude 
based on laughter. I thought about this through this last year when people were watching so many serious things and the research says the more you, whatever you take in, that's how you're responding to it. And so I kept thinking that we need more humor. We need more laughter. Mm -hmm. The last one of that first unit of joy is entertainer. And that's where I challenged And it's about being entertained and not being entertained, taking downtime, time to really breathe and take it in. And ironically, before this, when the book was launched a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, and I just gave the book away. I have to tell you that, by the way, I just gave the book away and over a thousand people downloaded the book. And so I know. I was shocked and just, and that's how the am I being Trav Instagram started because I follow, if you're on my Instagram, I follow the, the 20 bricks that are in the book Mm -hmm. and I've done it six times, I think now, maybe even seven. And each time there's a new person going through the book and they'll chime in or direct message. So it follows the Mm. book and encourages them to start thinking about those, this, the example that dad had, which is sometimes really funny and how sometimes so simple, the one on in a unit on really building your faith, there was a piece on, there's a piece on compassion. Mm -hmm. And when I was young, dad signed me up to be, I want to say I was 12 and he signed me up to be on the bus ministry with him. And that was, yeah, it is what it sounds like. And that was where we went and picked people up to bring them to church on Sunday. And I read this brick and I cry every time I read it. It's when I had an aha moment that I realized not everybody has what I have. And it's Mm. what we have to show our children that there are others and there are people and kind of get them out in the world and realize that there are opportunities to give. And so that was, it was genius, whether he realized it or not, I don't know. Mm. And that's kind of dad's entire life. I don't know whether he realized the things that he did and the examples that he set and the silliness that he brought to all of us, whether he realized that was a ministry. Right. But it was on the de- later in the book under legacy is about dad's funeral. He died actually on Thanksgiving evening, but he told us how it was going to happen. Really? Yes. I don't know that he knew that, but <laughs> wow. yes. yes. And he got to say everything he wanted to say to each and every one of us. Oh, wow. And so my brother was in town for the first time in 22 years for Thanksgiving. Oh, And over that weekend was his service. And this is the catalyst for the book is we, you know, how you have a visitation for your service. This is Thanksgiving weekend. A lot of people were out of town. He had thousands and thousands and thousands. They had to extend his visitation time by an hour and a half to get everyone through. But it was man after man coming to say, I worked for your dad a summer and I was a laborer for him and he loved me so much. Mm. And he taught me about, you'll have to read it to find out about the bullet hole story, but he told me about his bullet hole story. And he said, I found the Lord and I saw how simple it is to love God and love people. That's it. 
it's not, it's not any harder than that. That's our directive. And he did that. And he did it so simply during work at church with, with volunteering, he built 27 churches in third world countries because they asked him to go and he built them Mm. and he was a brick Mason that could give his talent to it. So the point of the book Mm. is to find what our gift is to keep our joy, no matter what happens and to kind of stay on this path where we're loving others. And the examples are, it's an interactive book. I don't want to leave without saying this because this is not a book you read and you think, oh, that's nice. This is a book that has a workbook with it. It has a point where you work on it. I'm on my, it's my book and I'm on my fifth round of it. So. Oh, so, okay. So the workbook is the workbook built in as in it's after each chapter or it's throughout or it's at the end, which is it? Good question. It's, Within the book, it's actually at the end of each one of the bricks. Okay. But people wanted more. So we wrote an additional workbook that we just give away. You download the PDF off of amibeingtrab.com. You can download any of it. And there's scriptures, there's coloring pages, there's things that over the uh, two, almost two years, people have come and said, I'd love to have this. And I'd love that scripture is great. And I'd love to... And it's been a labor of love. There's been women that have rallied that had come to do book clubs with me. That's my passion is the book club with everyone. Cause then that discussion is amazing, but they've come and they said, it'd be so great if you had this. And why don't we add that? Somebody asked for the recipes. Don't get <laughs> excited. There's a recipe for scrambled eggs, which everybody can make scrambled eggs. But the point <laughs> is in the book that, it's about taking time with your children and your family. And some of my best memories were when dad was making scrambled eggs and I was standing next to him, oh. but there is a, there is a recipe for chocolate pie. So oh my that goodness. he made. <laughs> well, what strikes me is one, obviously a remarkable man in, in every sense of the word Two, the legacy that he leaves and I don't, even, I don't even know if leave is the right word. Shared, I think, is a better word. The legacy he shared and modeled and lived to his core that all of these people saw and absorbed without him really even trying. That wasn't the goal. And exactly. he wasn't hitting people over the head. I find yeah. that there's a, you know... There's a whole segment of Christianity that gives Christians a bad name. And unfortunately, they are, you know, hitting people over the head and making it very shame-based. And that's just, for me, that does not work. Well, forget that it doesn't work. It doesn't feel like love. That's not love. It's those, that's my barometer. You're 100%. You've hit it. Beautifully. And that's really why I wanted to put this out because I think there's so many young people, people, not just young people, but especially young people that are not looking to faith, becoming a Christian because of some of the examples that are set, the Mm -hmm. judgmentalness and and the pieces that really set them on edge. Mm -hmm. And 
that was really why I started this book is I wanted dad, I wanted dad's example to be a light for people to see. I don't, I can't remember a time that he ever gossiped about anybody. In fact, he would shut it down if anybody did that. I can't remember a time there's, there's a great piece in there on kindness. I can't remember a time when he ever chastised us. He would tell us the thing that we could do better, but he didn't really shame us for you're already shameful to start with when you've done something <laughs> wrong. Right. And I put, I put a piece in and his expectations were always good. There was a piece where I would, he came to my school. I was in summer school and they brought him in and he was beaming. Of course, he thought he was going to get some great report. And the woman showed him a piece of paper and it had all A's, it had quite a few A's on it. He said, this is wonderful. And she said, those are absences. And he said, oh. Well, I guess we're going to have to improve that. How can we, literally there wasn't a beat when he was just oh. going to how to, how to make a positive out of it. How can we fix this? Is it, what do you need a ride? Is it's that expectation of good. Right. Like you've got and it in you. I know you have it in you and let's, let's, let me help you get it out. Exactly. Just, just through love, but not just but through love, forget the just That's it. through That's love, it. That's loving, it. loving you, meeting you where you're at. Wow. What? And now I have to read the book. I just have, have to. to. Yeah. You can't just read the book. You have to do the work. I'm going to okay. beg you to do the work. Okay. I'm going to read the book and do the work. I'm going, it's going to be a twofer, a twofer there one, a twofer. The, I'm going to tell you we have a course coming up in July and that's really one of the reasons is I want to handhold people through it's not that I'm the expert it's that I'm not the expert it's that I'm I know where you can go I know how you can improve I know how I can improve you know how you can improve and it's just a jumping off point this I started to tell you this, and I think it's really important to say this. When I started the research for Brick 4, which is the entertainer, and I think it was the biggest motivator for me, the average conversation, meaningful, let's throw that word in, conversation that parents had with their children per week was 36.7 minutes. Yikes. Hold on. The average device time per day is 7.5 hours. That was was two years ago and it's increased to 8.8, almost nine hours a day on a device. 36.7. Now that's increased over this last year. I think that's one of the things that's come out of this last year is realizing and valuing that we need to talk more and look at each other and make contact and uh, share but I, it broke my heart. It's not that, did you pick up your shoes and do you have your backpack? It's that no meaningful conversation. Meaningful. Mm, that is that's very, that's very revealing, isn't it? It is. And as a Nana and as a mom and as a person that wishes for every mom that they realize the value of the time that they have, I know there's so much to do. I was a single parent for a long, I was married for 16 years. I was a single parent for a long time with four children. They definitely outnumbered me, but (laughs) (laughs) in a good way, three boys. I usually tell that up front too, three boys. 
my youngest <laughs> one's a girl. Yes. But I would not take for those moments. Then I put things down and I paid attention. Mm. It's going to be gone. It's going to be gone before you know it. And then grandbabies come and you get to do it all the time. So mm-hmm. <sighs> joy. So wonderful. Okay. So am I understanding this right? That you facilitate a book club going through the book with a group? Is that, and I'm, is that virtual? And how does that work? I have done that in the past and I've done it. I've done three virtual and two face-to-face. My, the face-to-face was probably my favorite, but virtual has been amazing. And I hope to start that again probably next month when the course starts. It's, it'll be part of the course. When you say the course, what what is what does that mean? I've written a, because it's hard to change the mindset of reading a book and you doing the work in the book versus getting and not responding. I have created a course that takes you through each one and I've recorded pieces that go with each one of the bricks Ah. and I've put challenges for each one of the bricks. That's why I have to be challenged. I love this. I think everybody should challenge themselves. What was it? Eleanor Roosevelt that said, do something challenging every day. Mm -hmm. I really believe that's how we stay young and active and, and excited about life. But So that's where the comedy act comes in is (laughs) under under the entertainer. I promised that I would do that, but I will be going live with each one of the units. So there's five units. So it's five weeks and we'll be talking through that unit, but each one of the bricks has a video that goes along with it. Is there four bricks for every unit? There is. See, I can do simple math. You can. (laughs) Plenty total. Yes, you can. See, you're better at math than you thought you were. Oh, I knew I could do the basics. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That's so compelling. Really. Very intriguing. Okay. So, obviously, the website is amibeantrav.com. Com. Okay. And then the same. There's Instagram is at amibeantrav. Okay. Trav, T-R-A-V. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And there's a link off of the Instagram to the website. Right. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. It's, I don't know, Rochelle, I love what you're doing with people. And I love that you're bringing women in to talk about various things, various and sundry things. And I love that. But I think what I want to leave with women is they have a talent whatever that talent is. Dad was a bricklayer. He was a bricklayer and he ministered to people. It does. You're ministering through your right now. Right. Podcast, (laughs) website, blog. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes people think it has to be something so enormous Mm. and it doesn't, it can be so simple. And, and sometimes they think it has to be so big that they're frozen and they won't even start or do a little thing because, oh no, I, I, it's too big. I, what I, cause I'm not being called to a big thing. Well, no, just right where you are. You can do so much. That thing, start that thing. Yeah. Start that thing. Just like your, your grandma, just do it. Just do it. Just do (laughs) Just do it. She's so tiny and so cute. You should see her. But I think the thing that happens with people is the comparison they yes. see something 
and they think I can't do that thing. No, you can do your thing. Yes. Gosh, that is a tremendous takeaway from this talk. Really. I, 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 I say I love it a lot, but I can't help it. I, lo- I say I love it because I love it. I mean, that's what that means. So inspiring. I wish I had met your dad, but what a chip off the old block or the old brick. Yes, you oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Get it in there. Okay, one more thing I want to say about your dad. Okay. The physical labor that is required to be in that career job, however you want to talk, you know, however you want to describe it is tremendous. He did that for his whole working life, correct? Yes. I'm going to blow your mind. Oh my gosh. It's even bigger. So he was, I don't even know how old he was, 72, 71. And he was having problems, uh, breathing and issues and chest pains. And so they they went and we took him to the doctor and they said, you have a 98% blockage in your heart. <laughs> and there's a brick about this, by the way. There's actually two bricks. It covers two bricks and it's actually in, in the section that talks about your faith and your ministry. But he, they told him, you know how they always do. Here's the medications. Here's the blood thinners. You need to stop laying bricks. You can't do that anymore. You need a sedimentary job. You need to, you know, so he was compliant and he took, here's the, here's the antidepressants. He'd never taken any as this is the man of joy. And so he was honoring all of those things. Cause he, his doctor had told him and he went and bought a little junk shop for like, it was antique store, but it was a little junk shop. And he did his six months. I've never seen dad sad except for this time. Oh, I know. And we sat, I can remember, and I don't know why I put this in the book. We sat in two really old green Naga hide chairs in his junk store. And I said, your six months are up. What do you want to do? He said, I want to lay brick. Mm-hmm. And I said, go lay brick. And the doctor said he will never be able to lay brick. He will never be able to three and three years later, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And on the week, on the Monday of the Thursday of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. he built the last piece of a sign of a church that he'd helped build that week. Mm-hmm. And he laid the last brick. And as we were in the line and he was so excited. He was like beaming. He came, it was like, it was his church. And mm-hmm. as we were in the line on that Sunday, when we had the visitation, the pastor came through and he said, I don't know why I saved this, but can I put this in with Trav? And we said, okay. It was the last piece of brick that dad broke. Oh. And he told us, he said, I was so inspired by this man. He said, he told us the story felt like the church was his and he was beaming and he wanted the sign finished, the stone, beautiful. I'm sure it was gorgeous. He did gorgeous work, beautiful sign finished before the service on Thursday, their first Thanksgiving service. So the point of the story was it didn't matter that it was heavy labor. It didn't matter. He was at, he was at such peace and joy laying brick. He knew his days were number. He knew he'd passed it, but it was, it was 
amazing to watch the difference. And it really hit me. I got laid off from my job in end of 2017. And that's when I started writing this book. Mm. And I thought, and I'd, I built a folder with all these little quotes and scriptures in it. They're the 20 bricks. Mm. They lit, there wasn't a piece left in that little folder. And I realize now what it is to be, to find your purpose and to be mm. where you're supposed to be. I was supposed to be a mom. I was supposed to be a Nana, but I'm supposed to help inspire and motivate people and bring joy mm-hmm. and get them organized. <laughs> yes. And get them color coordinated and organized while you're at it. I, you are an inspiration. You are your daughter's, your, your father's daughter. And how cool would it be just to think of him up in heaven, just with that smile, just smiling down, just, Probably in, in some awe over, oh my goodness, you know, and, and I'm going to guess your dad was humble. Oh, that's yes. Yes. And, and made fun of himself more than anybody else and just loved, loved getting others to kind of be humble. <laughs> right. Right. What but a I man. Have, what a I man. Have to tell you two things which won't come onto your podcast, but I can tell you about them. Sure. So when we wrote, when I wrote the book, it had red bricks on it. I have a red brick book. Actually, it's on the shelf somewhere, but out of, and it's bricks. So out of that, the lady said, I would, you know, I don't know about the cover. And so we made a second cover. So there's two covers. There's kind of a lady's cover and a man's cover. (laughs) we, We put the red poppies on it in front of the brick because on the beaches of Normandy is when dad was shot and he pretty much decided he would, whatever the Lord did that day. And he woke up in a, in a uh, hospital. He said, whatever happens, I'm going to go tell everybody and I'm going to go love everybody. And I'm so grateful for every day. So that's the poppies on the front of it. But the last brick is called the imitator and it's about imitating Christ Mm -hmm. So I wrote a children's book last year (laughs) called What Kind of Tater Are You? Okay. Oh, cute. It's about whether you want to be an agitator, (laughs) a spectator that just sits all the way through, or do you want to be an imitator? And I love the little imitator that's loving and honest and kind and caring and it's for kids. Wow. That, well, you are just an abundance of creativity and, and finding joy. And, you know, like your grandma said, you're doing, you're doing it. You're, you're, you are taking the dreams and doing something about them. That is dreams dreams with action. So cool. And I want to help other people to do that. I don't know how I do that, but I I do it with a lot of people on helping them kind of do their life plans. But I, that's, I love that when people don't realize that they've got the potential to do it. I wrote a book. I didn't know how to write a book. I published a book. I didn't know how to publish a book. You can (laughs) do it. it. That is so wonderful, Shelly. It has been such a pleasure to get to know you. I'm so excited. I'm going to be getting on your website here in just a few moments. And thank you for taking this time and sharing, you know, who you are, what you're about, and who your father was, and how 
he lives through you because he 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 was being himself but what a great the best version of himself anybody can be right is is that being true to who you are and being that best version so that you know he made Jesus beautiful he and, did and that's the ultimate i can say about anybody and you can do that by the way without clobbering people over the head he never clobbered. He didn't yes. even know how to clobber. It yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, that's incredible. What a pl- just what an honor it's been, Shelly. Thank you so much. I look forward to um, re-listening to this and getting it all organized and together. And like I said, getting on your website. So thanks for being with us today. Sure appreciate all that you're doing, speaking life into women and anybody else who might be listening. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Another aspect of Shelly's passion is her desire to put dreams into action for herself and for others. It's a start to have that thing you really want to do, but you need to take it a step farther and figure out how to make it a reality. It doesn't have to be big, it can be small, like wanting to share with her children what a great guy her dad was. Shelley took the scraps of paper and turned it into a thing that became a book. Turns out other people wanted to read it too and are now benefiting from Trav's legacy, brick by brick. The Unabashed You website has photos, quotes, and a blog for each episode. Each episode's audio is embedded on its own page at unabashedyou.com. You can find us on other podcast platforms. You are invited to follow, rate, and review. Your support helps us become more discoverable. Social media accounts are as follows. Instagram, at unabashedyou. Facebook account is Rochelle Renee, R-E-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-A-N-A-E, and the page is Unabashed You. Twitter is at Rochelle Renee. We depend on website visits, social media, and word of mouth to share these episodes. We are grateful for growth. Knowing these conversations help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our blessing. May peace and joy surround you with good friends at your door and happiness be with you now and bless you evermore. Amen. And that is a good old-fashioned Irish blessing. Now, go get your joy on. Be unabashed. Be you.